Hey Peaches, you're listening to the PGAF Podcast, a podcast about, well, everything. Each week we're bringing you a fun-filled episode where no topic is off limits. Now here are your hosts, Jane and Bex. All right, so here we are, episode two. Welcome to the PGAF Podcast with Jane and Bex. Yay! Oh, that sounds very enthusiastic. Was that? Well, it's kind of a dark episode, Janine. It is, but you need to at least be a little peachy. I'm super excited. Honestly, last time was so much fun, and I'm super excited to get this one going. And I'm pumped about the feedback that we've got so far, so we can't stop now. All of our fans, come on. We can't let them down. We can't let them down. We're basically viral now. We're really famous. Basically, we're pretty much famous. Basically, like we'll be asked to speak on so many different things. I think so. I see it. I see a real cat and nat thing in our future. I hey, maybe we can have them on our. Oh my god, we can learn from them. They need to be our mentors. Yes, I say. That's it. Great. Start emailing them. But at the same time, yeah, like you have a perspective of someone. Um, who is uh, strictly a dog mom slash um, adopted cat, unwanted cat mom. Um, <laughs> and, and then someone who, you know, has a family and, and children. And so you get kind of the perspective from each, the single side and like the yeah, side yeah. children's side, you know? Absolutely. You know? It's perfect. So, it's a good mix. So like uh, like uh, Becky had said, it's uh, definitely a little bit more of a heavier episode. Um, we're going to touch on, um, well, the whole reason why we wanted to start this is the mental health side of things. And, um, you know, just to, to give you an insight of how we've dealt with uh, different issues and over the years and um, our background in, uh, well, we're not experts, um, but like uh, what we've experienced in all of our years um, dealing with mental health issues uh, with ourselves, with our families and relationships, blah, blah, blah. So yeah, exactly. Nice yeah. And I think right now is uh, it's definitely a good time for it. I think a good majority of the world is struggling with mental health to some extent, considering how fucked up the world is right now. So it's needed for sure. It is messed up AF as Yeah, so I think we just kind of want to get into we'll sort of talk about um like our own mental health stru- struggles. We won't overwhelm you with too much stuff. We that could definitely take I'd say <laughs> days worth of episodes to really get into it. But uh why don't you start? I mean, do you remember when you recognized you were dealing with some mental health struggles in your life, like how old you were or first uh, signs of it. For me, I like I had a pretty standard or what I thought was standard um, life growing up. Um, I dealt with a lot of bullying, either being a bully um, or being bullied. Um, struggled with uh, weight issues throughout my childhood. Um and a lot of it was kind of uh, instilled by outside forces, I guess you could yeah. say. I'm not yeah. going to really go into that as much. But, um, you know, I, I I think I've unknowingly struggled with it um, ever since I would say, gosh, preteen probably. Um, and then it wasn't until after I graduated high school that... Um, you know, hormonally things were really up and down and um, things started to unravel with my family and, you know, the real drama um, started to just explode um, into my 20s. Um, I, you know, struggled with uh, um, depression and anxiety, but uh, back then, which makes it sound like it was forever ago, um <laughs> being on medication getting help was pretty even it was that would have been like the early 2000s was still pretty taboo like that like I was in university 2004 2005 and you know struggling and 
a lot of my anxieties and depression, a lot of it stemmed from like weight gain and, and dealing with that. And, you know, when you're, you know, in the grown up land, you know, be becoming an adult and, you know, being in university in a city that we lived in, um, yeah, it was pretty, it pretty hard to be, and I'm not saying like, um, uh, being heavier, like, uh, gaining weight and whatever is like the only thing and like my world was falling down because of that. No, no, no. There's a lot of other things, but, um, unfortunately but that had a huge effect. It's, oh, for sure. And I think that happens all with, of like, us with a lot of us. Yeah, for sure. You like, you get, yeah. you gain the fresh freshman 15, I gained the, the freshman 50. Um, yeah. and it just, it was unfortunately like kind of like the catalyst to, um, struggling going forward and it was always kind of like in the back of my mind um, I viewed it as you know say guys wouldn't like me if I had um, extra weight on me and like I like that I was bigger or whatever yeah um, and that kind of also stemmed from some family in- influences as well um, not singling anybody out um, we we but, can get into that another episode. Okay, we'll but when you there, yeah. <laughs> when you say it was taboo, now do you mean like people didn't talk about it then, or but did you did you just feel that yourself? Like if I were to go to a doctor and get on medication, like I'm going to look be looked at differently. Like were those more your thoughts back then? I feel like it was yeah, it was it was like that, and also too like you know my family in my family a lot of my relatives have struggled with uh, mental health and depression anxiety and and it was never really openly discussed like right even with my own mother it was never really openly discussed so um I just thought that it was something that I should be almost kind of like put it on lockdown and just like not have that just ignore it part of of yeah. who I was and yeah. um I think uh a turning point to uh you know me fi- kind of being well actually no I shouldn't say a turning point but when um, my brother uh, Jimmy had tried to commit suicide, that's when I was, and a lot of people don't know that, but it was two thousand. Would have been two thousand. We were living together, right? It was two thousand six. Two thousand six. Yeah, two thousand six. Two thousand six. I want to say. Yeah. Um, and you know, having to go and visit my brother in the psych ward um, was not fun. Um, he had said that he, you know, he had taken a handful of pills, realized right away um, what he did. We'll go into more of like that in another episode yeah, for sure. Yeah. But, you know, like, and, and that was someone that you never would have thought had those issues. I knew he had those issues because I was a sister, but externally, like to other people, nobody would have thought in a million years that him or me, you know, struggled with um depression because we're always putting up this kind of more happier joking um you know uh life the party type well he was for sure um kind of demeanor and people just assume and like I mentioned in the first episode the whole um the Robin Williams effect of people thinking that those people that are funny or come across as you know they're they're so hilarious and they're having a good time in their life and like they're they're just doing so well. They're actually deep down. A lot of them, for the most part, aren't. And Struggling. that's just the front. Um, would so- you say that, would you agree that in those situations, like it almost makes it harder for people to get that help. It's like you don't want to disappoint those people. Oh, 100%. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah. And and for me, um, you know, I, I back in in those university days, I didn't, I wasn't on medication. Um, I didn't want to be on medication at all. I thought it was just like, you know, terrible, like huge stigma. But then at the same time, it was never explained properly to people. Like you were put on medication, you're like a nut job, apparently, or like whatever, right. So, you know, which, you know, now, um, you know, there's, alternatives there's cannabis there's whatever but um the whole root of it is realizing that you have these problems and that you need the help because holy shit it makes life a hell of a lot easier if you actually get the help and you you um become vulnerable and 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 you know 
suck it up to know that this is life and you know not everybody's life is hunky-dory and and um well yeah there's there's no need to just struggle in silence right no 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 and so I think, okay, I think so more after- so as women we're more I think um just in me seeing how uh different men in my life are you know we're obviously more intuitive to our emotions and um more empathetic and for the most part um because women talk realize, like we talk yeah whereas talk. men are supposed to be tough they're supposed to be tough yeah. you know just power through it I, we were talking earlier and i was telling you about how that um the canadian mental health association has said that only 30 percent of the individuals who actually utilize the mental health services that they offer are men yeah whereas percent of suicides in canada are men yeah. So it's really sad. That's a sad statistic and just shows you right there how many men are struggling in silence. Oh, for sure. So moving along with your um, mental health journey. So you recognized it like a little more when um, your brother had his uh, attempt, suicide yeah. attempt. And um, would you say like at that point you didn't go to the doctor or anything. So would you say you just continued to struggle a little bit I, longer with that? Yeah. Like I, I struggled. I also like, um, I didn't, I didn't seek any help because I didn't think that I needed it. Uh, I, I'm a talker. I talk to a lot of people. Um, and that's a great thing that can help. Yeah. Immensely. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Um, but the fact that, you know, if I had just gone to the doctor and talked to the doctor about these feelings and how I was doing and, and whatnot, um, it would have been that much easier. I think, um, you know, I'd be maybe in a different situation now. Um, Obviously with, uh, with my brother dying in, in um, 2010, uh, I remember that right away um, that like I had to, like in order to go back to university, I had to see a a counselor and I I found that the counselor wasn't very helpful. and I don't think for the most part, like, I don't think um, certain trauma situations or just um, mental health organizations in general are, are doing a, a like, a, maybe it has to do with funding or whatever, but like, there needs to be more, um, more knowledge, uh, more resources um, that are free because, you know, being a student under, say my dad's um, benefits or whatever I'm only allowed a certain amount of dollars to go towards you know seeing a psychologist or a counselor or whichever and the fact that there's not as well especially then like 10 years well yeah almost 10 years ago um, we didn't have these apps we didn't have these websites these blogs really like um or, or it was it's so different now yeah it's, yeah it's like things are more accessible which is good we're going in the right direction but at the same time too um you know kind of kicking myself I I was initially put on medication but um by a GP um in my like thinking back I should have been referred to a psychologist or psychiatrist Absolutely. right away psychiatrist yeah. because Absolutely. Like, you know um a GP is just gonna give you the you know, what was it? Citalpram or, or something like whatever the hot antidepressant was at that time. I I don't even know what it would have been. Um, but like, just like a generic type antidepressant when really there's some deeper shit going on that you're just getting, you're getting the surface shit. Like obviously having a brother, you know, get murdered is already a huge thing, but there's, there's deeper shit. Like, and it, it's sad to me to think back that um, even before, you know, he was killed, um, I struggled with um, depression so much. And but also, too, that I knew that he like even after his attempt, um, he still struggled. And but he was also my sounding board. So, um, you know, the fact that that's taken away um yeah is is obviously a huge thing but um yeah it's just it's just one of those things that you know unfortunately 
when it comes to me and my mental health too, it, it, it's not just, uh, yeah, my brother was killed and, and that's why Jenny is depressed. No, it's, it's actually genetic. Like it stems. Yeah. And that's what Same. a lot of people don't realize is that, you know, it, it most of the time, a lot of these, it, it's not just feelings. It's not just like, Oh, you need to, you know, buck up. You need to, you know, be happy just be happy well it's no. a legitimate chemical imbalance in your brain <laughs> it is you know? it yeah. is it's like it's legit I'm, I'm sorry but you know my brain cells right now are playing fucking ping pong I can't fucking <laughs> concentrate like you know I can't do anything I literally shut down and um you know it wasn't until uh and also to like figuring out after you know like in, in 2012 that I had you know thyroid issues and you know, hypothyroidism. And a lot of the times, a lot of those like health issues can actually mimic. Um, That's right. Anxiety. Thyroid, so it, especially. It, exactly. And, and so yeah. having that imbalanced along with the actual chemical imbalance, it's, um, it's easy enough for a doctor to say, Oh, like go lose weight, you'll feel better. But what the, the biggest thing is, is the it's the vicious circle of, well, my actual depression, my, my like legitimate depression is not giving them me the motivation, the drive, the, the exactly. consistency in order to get my, you know, my physical and my, my, my overall like feeling better, like, like my body feeling better. Um, and then it's just like, it just keeps on. It's just like a constant vicious circle um oh I'm I completely say, understand though, within you know the uh I guess it would have been since 2017 that I've been on like a, a form of antidepressant anti-anxiety medication um but then here's another kicker to get to a psychiatrist um uh like yeah you you can pay from your benefits, let's say you get what three hundred dollars a year to go through a, a psychiatrist, but not a psychiatrist, a psychologist, and and, you, and a psych- also, yeah. yeah, but like a, and what what some people don't realize is that what the difference between a psychologist and a psychiatrist is is the fact that a psychiatrist is uh, prescribes um, the the medicine. They, they, they do the diagnosing and the subscribing of the medication. Yes, yeah, and they're not necessarily yeah. counselors. Like they they'll talk to you nope. about like how you're doing. But they're more about like how your brain's reacting to the yeah. medication and whatnot. So um, it wasn't until like I think like last fall that I would have been switched, and I actually was on a wait list to see a psych because you can get um, a referral from your GP to go to a psychiatrist through health, like through your provincial health plan. Yeah. So that you don't yeah. pay out of pocket to go to a psychiatrist. Which is, it's just mind boggling. Like I can understand having to pay out of pocket for a psychologist, but to have to pay out of pocket for a psychiatrist, that's like. I didn't even know you could. Yeah. That's crazy. I had no idea. Yeah. Like, and. Cause it's and, a six month wait list here in yeah, DC. It's, it's, I think mm-hmm. I was on the wait list for six months here in Saskatchewan too. So the yeah. fact that like, and it's not even like my psychiatrist is even really a good psychiatrist. Like, um. It, well, like, I shouldn't say that, like, uh, I, I did get some good results, but then, um, you know, like, what, what's, what's one of the biggest and one of the main component components of mo- our side effects of most antidepressants, Becky? That would be um, gaining some LBs, yes, I'd say. Some LBs. <laughs> so what's like that internal or like that, uh, you know, that we don't uh, want that. You know, that's what fucks with our, and that's what exactly. fucks with our psyche. Like said, it, it, circle. Yeah. Oh, totally. And, and and it adds to it. And again, I'm not saying the weight issue, like, you know, like I'm all about body positivity. I'm all about, you know, feeling good in your skin, but if you actually like, do not feel good, like if you're sluggish, if you're, you know, like you, you went from, you know, being able to be active regularly to being barely able to get out of bed, like that's when there's an issue. So, and I'm not, um, again, like everybody treats their own of like how they like to treat their, you know, their health. And and this isn't what like their, their physical health, but this is more of like their internal and their mental like health. Right. So anyway, so, um, 
But yeah, like the big issue there is, I mean, I just feel like, yeah, a psychiatrist is important. We need those diagnoses. We need somebody to tell us what they think is going to work for us. But, you know, seeing an, a psychologist or a counselor ongoing to help work through all that, you know, in conjunction with your medication is super important. But the problem is, is most Canadians don't have the the ability, the funds, essentially, to access that stuff. And that's Canada, you know, where we have most things paid for medical-wise. Yeah. I can't imagine in, like, the States or other places where it's not actually included in the healthcare. Isn't it gross that, like, two of the most important things, like your mental health and your dental health, like, we need to eat and we need to be feeling good. Two of the most important things, in my opinion, are not covered by our healthcare system it's crazy and unfortunate like what no you go oh I just said like I feel fortunate to like have decent benefits to be able to go to the dentist and afford all that stuff but like to see a counselor regularly like we're paying that straight out of pocket right after our two measly sessions we get with our um our medical yeah, but but then and I, I also kind of want to circle back to the actual medical or the medicine part that like if, yeah if people are taking medicine in order to help them feel better there is nothing wrong with that nothing okay. wrong with that they're taking something that is prescribed to you from a doctor is the same as if you were to take cannabis if you were to take essential oils if you were to take some some um some vitamins or, or something like I think to me like all of them are the same and like whatever's I, working for you whatever works for you and so that's where we need to be open more about talking about uh you know the options you know not everything's not everybody's gonna be able to you know take CBD oil or whatever and have it be good enough for them or like they're not going to be able to take extra vitamins and this and that like I, I went to a naturopath. I went to an internal medicine doctor that said that I was a hundred percent healthy. And I was like, but I'm not like, I'm like, like yeah. literally like, but then it, it all boils down to like the, the, the brain health and, you know, exactly. um, with, uh, with COVID too, like um, I had a, an additional um, antidepressant, I guess it was, it's more of an anti-anxiety um added to um to take it every day so I'm taking two different kinds which I don't like that because I'm like I'm pretty certain one of them is good so right now I'm I'm weaning off the other that is directed by the doctor like I didn't I oh didn't, there you go no yeah, that's great it's all it's all and that happens right and so um and eventually at some point maybe I do want to be off of medication but mostly it's just because I I you know I already take a thyroid medication and stuff and it just like I, I just want to like limit that. And also too, my, my benefits don't cover my full medications. <laughs> like I oh, saw really? a portion of yeah, it, like 80% the... is covered and the rest, like one of my, um, and that's another thing is that antidepressants are freaking expensive. This mm-hmm. one that I have is $70 for a, a month supply. Yeah. Yeah. They can be, they can be crazy expensive. Can you imagine I know. if you were making minimum wage and um, you were told by your GP or whatever that you need to take this um, antidepressant or whatever, and it's $70 and you're, yeah. and you don't Yeah, I mean, that could be a week's benefits? worth of groceries for a single person, yeah. you know? So that, that's brutal. And- like what you're hearing so far? Make sure you never miss an episode by clicking the subscribe button now. This podcast is made possible by listeners like you. Thank you for your support. Now back to the show. And so you feel like after um, seeing your psychiatrist in the fall, and I know there's been, obviously you've had some struggles during COVID as we all have, but do you think feel like things are generally like a lot better and on the right track? Uh, it's tough. It like Yeah. With uh, um, relationship I- um, issues, it's, it gets stressful and, um, you know, money's always an issue. And then also um, the whole COVID thing, like I was two months into a new job, COVID happens. And then now I have to, you know, work from home. And it's like, oh, wait a second. What? <laughs> like, yeah. Um, 
as you know, I'm a very outgoing person and I like to be around people. And um, that's one thing that even before COVID that I was struggling with because of my previous role was like a work from home type job. And like you learn a lot more about yourself, like as even as I was taking this medication to help balance out the moods and help balance out the, the manicness, um, COVID totally shot that to shit because, and I think it did for most people, everyone. Yeah. And, you know, I'm not saying that I'm the only person in the world that's struggling. I know there's, there's millions and millions of people that are struggling. Um, but for me, this has actually been the very first time that I've actually felt so hopeless. Yeah. And that's even on medication. So, you know, like, uh, speaking to like a counselor and stuff and kind of even I I was hospitalized. I, I, well, I did have to go to the emergency room because, you know, Jeremy didn't know what to do with me because I was just, I was manic. I had a manic episode and that's a side effect for even, even some antidepressants. He can have manic episodes. And I had an extreme, like, I remember he's like, He's like, what do you, what do you want me to do? I don't like, what do you want? What do you need me to do? I'm like, I don't know. Call Patty. And I'm like, I literally, like, that's the first thing. Like, I was like, I was hyperventilating. I was having a complete. Yeah, that was a tough day. It was awful. And then you're in BC and you're like, I don't know. I have no idea what to do. Like, take her to the hospital. And like, like take her to the hospital. And you're like, fuck. Like, just like, get all the sharp objects away from her. Like, just like. Seriously. That don't was. Don't let her take the toaster in the bathtub. yeah I mean and and you are you know amongst many people having those like shitty episodes during COVID but it also just goes to show like mental health is not linear you're not getting your diagnosis slapping on some medication or doing whatever they tell you and everything's all hunky-dory for the rest of your life like there are ups and downs oh you know and when I went when I was in that emerge and 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 I um, finally, after like I think I was in there for three and a half hours, and there was only like we we're in uh, one room, and in each corner of the room there was uh, a woman. Like we, so there's four of us in the room, spaced out, all social distance or whatever, physical distance. And um, the biggest thing is that when the doctor came in, and he you know he sits down, and he's he was very calm and he was very you know understanding, and he's just like you know, tell me, tell me what's happened, like, what's going on, and then I was telling him what happened and everything, and kind of gave him a little bit of a backstory, gave him a little taster of, um, you know, the shit show that has been my life the past decade, Um, because I obviously, um, you know, grief and everything can happen at any stage, like, you could go, like, it wasn't until, like, three years after my brother died that I had, like, a breakdown, so, like, and, and, there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing, you can never put a time limit on grief. You can never put a time limit on, you know, these feelings of anything, you know, like, um, and I think that's where people get kind of caught up in their head that um, they think that, oh, okay, so this has happened to me. I'm going to, you know, like fix it and nip in the butt and we're going to be good. Like, no, that's not, that's not how that mental always- health works. <laughs> like you can't, you can't go and you can't, you can't, for the most part, you can't just put it in the little tiny box, put the lid on, fucking duct tape that shit and throw it into the corner of your brain Think and think, okay, I'm good now. That shit's never going to come up. I Unfortunately, some of these feelings and some of these events and things that have happened in your life are going to be with you, but it's just the way that of how you, you react and how you deal with it, it going forward. So when no, the I- doctor sat down... And he was, after I kind of told him, he looks at me, he's like, so you've been through a lot of shit. (laughs) I I started laughing. I'm like, yeah, I guess so. And, um, you know, this particular doctor used to be a GP and now he's an ER doctor. And he was just like, you, he's like, you would not believe the amount of people that are coming through Emerge. They're not coming in through Emerge with, you know, broken bones and this and that. It's their mental state. It's people having meltdowns, having breakdowns because of what's going on in the world. And I think it's it's now coming more clear that it needs to be talked about more because it's those people that were strong all these years and that thought that they never had issues. And now they feel like their world is crumbling down and 
they're finally having those issues that someone like me or you that we deal with on a daily basis. Yeah. It's like, oh, you think that's anxiety? How about you just sit down and I'll I'll show you, give you a little taste of this, you Here. know? Um, yeah, no, I, I completely agree. Um, I don't know. It's just such a crazy time. It's, it's so crazy. Like, I've had three meltdowns. Like, yeah. severe meltdowns. And, and, like, I think the thing that scares me the most is the fact that, like, I would never hurt my, like, I, I, I'm not, I would never be able to kill myself. Like, I can't, I can't do it. Like, I literally can't. Like, the thought of death, actually, and that's where, I, and it's another side effect, probably, of this medication. Some people might be thinking, oh, maybe you need to not be on medication. No, 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 no. Like, the, some of the stuff is definitely outweighed greatly by the stuff that actually is doing good for me um but like the thoughts of being what sometimes it takes people a while to find the right medication oh yeah like it's it's not like a cut and dry like oh yeah you you take this and you're gonna be good no it's it takes a lot like a long long time for some um might be the case for me um as I'm weaning off of this one and I'm just going to be on the other one, maybe that that's what's supposed to be done. Um, but, you know, like having those feelings that like, I've been thinking like scared more about death and stuff, like just scared, like just scared. Yet I'll go and watch freaking like unsolved mysteries and shit. And I'm like, <laughs> like just fascinated with this, like um, with this crime dramas and stuff like that yet it freaking terrifies me to think of that. So it's not that I would hurt myself. It, it's the fact that my, like, it's the hopelessness part of it. And like, you know, not, not working and this and that, like just, it's just building, building, building. And um, unfortunately that hopelessness is something that I obviously have to definitely work through, but it is, it is a, a alarming thing for, you know, doctors to hear um, the hopelessness because they, that could lead to bad things, but I, I know that I, I can't, like, I, I just, I can't. And, um, you know, there's too many good people, too many good things in my life. Like I, I could, I couldn't do that. And I know that that's some things that, that that's a, a huge thing that people struggle with that um, have contemplated, you know, harming themselves or and I think it's good to make note that like if you are feeling suicidal thoughts there are tons of resources out there and oh we'll share um share them on our Instagram page um you're really never alone it might feel like it but and you know what Mm -hmm. Um, to people that are listening and I know this is hard and I know this like for those that like know me or 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 know Becky and like are going to hear these type of stories going forward or whatever and it might be alarming for them but it's it's you know we want to be as raw as we want uh, as we can be and just be real so that people that wouldn't necessarily reach out might even reach out and be exactly like, oh, God, thank you for talking about that because this is something I've felt for a long time or you know like yeah like even one person we're doing our job and I think uh a lot of people don't realize just how many people struggle with, you know, mental illnesses. Um, I'm totally going to be the stats queen probably during this whole podcast. But uh, um, each year, about 7 million Canadians are diagnosed with a mental illness. Yeah, that's so that's huge. Lot. Especially when our population but like, despite those numbers, is 30, what's it, 36 million? Exactly. But I mean, despite the numbers, there's still a huge stigma around mental health. Like, I think I told you before, um, or I've talked to you before about my friend who was shocked to hear that one of her mom friends had dealt with some depression and was on antidepressants. And she felt like, how could this mother be a good mom on antidepressants? And that's what's so wrong. And that's what's why it's so important for people like us just to talk about, talk about oh, the shit. Sure. Because I mean, I'm on an antidepressant and some days I don't feel like it, but deep down, I know I'm a fucking phenomenal oh, mother. 100%. <laughs> so it is what it is. 100%. So, well, yeah, how about um, you talk a bit about, like, I've already said my piece and, and rambled on, but tell, <laughs> that's okay. Usual. It's so funny. I'm just looking at our numbers here and we're like, yeah, we're going to keep this podcast to like under 45 minutes this time. <laughs> Sorry, not happening. 
not happening. <laughs> so maybe we won't talk about all of the mental no, health stuff we we'll, wanted to, we'll but on that going forward, like it's always exactly, yeah. exactly. Um, yeah. So for me, when it comes to mental health, I mean, I don't know. I didn't really know a lot about it when I was a kid, kind of like you, it was something that nobody talked about, but I do recognize now, like my mom slept a lot. My mom was sad a lot. Um, which, you know, now was obviously depression or postpartum depression, you know, whatever she was dealing with. Um, I dealt with a ton of childhood trauma, like a gross amount that I won't get into here, but that may have contributed to kind of, you know, my own mental health struggles. Um, yeah. So for me, I think when I think back to it, I probably started dealing with it myself more in high school and I didn't realize it then, but it was things like, um, it was anxiety for sure. And it was things like not wanting to go to friends' birthday parties, avoiding hanging out with friends, um, missing out on dances, just not wanting to go to those things. And I just thought it just wasn't my thing. But in hindsight, I was obviously dealing with anxiety. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, high school wasn't the greatest. I wasn't bullied or anything like that. I had good friends, but I was kind of a hermit. Um, I didn't really do much. And then I want to say maybe when I was about 19, I had my first job and I quit the second day. I had a panic attack because I just couldn't interact with people. It was definitely like a lot of social anxiety then. And my grandmother took me to um, a doctor and that was the first time I was put on antidepressants. And I think it was like Paxil. Mm -hmm. I feel like everyone back then who had gone on an antidepressant, it was Paxil. So I started taking that. Um, I don't know. I don't feel like things got better. I think in hindsight, I probably should have been going through counseling, like with all of the the trauma, you know, childhood trauma. I lost a large amount of family members to murder. Um, you know, just I was abandoned by my, by my parents, for God's sakes. Like a lot of shit went down that should have been talked about, but it wasn't. So, yeah, so I just I really just continued to struggle. Like I took um, <clears throat> antidepressants. I was prescribed different types. I went to doctors. And um, I think it was probably, I want to say 2004, I attempted suicide. Nobody really Mm -hmm. knows that. Um, I took a large bottle of T3s, kind of like your brother's situation. I just knew right away it wasn't really what I wanted. Um, And I, you know, spent the night in the hospital, went through all that fun stuff. After that, I... um, it, it basically the same, just the same thing. Like I just really continued to struggle for years, you know, going to doctors, changing my medication, not really dealing with anything. It wasn't until I had my daughter and I realized I was dealing with like a bit of postpartum depression that I really started to take care mm-hmm. of it. I just knew, you know, to be the best mom I could be, I had to deal with that stuff. So I saw a counselor and I, um, yeah, like I, I was officially diagnosed as a psychiatrist. I was officially diagnosed with just like general anxiety, depression. And yeah, I started talking through some of that stuff. I still have shit I need to work through. We all do, you know, stuff comes up all the mm-hmm. time. But yeah, that was basically it. So basically since my daughter was born, so that's 10 years now, I've been on the same, same antidepressant. It works for me. Um, yeah, but I still struggle. Like I struggle all the time. COVID has been so shitty on me. I've got two kids that keep me going every single day. But I'm not going to lie, like there are days that I wake up, I don't want to get out of bed. I don't want to do anything, but I do it because of my, my little monsters and uh, yeah, just kind of plug through. Um, I don't really know what else to say. Like that's, that's basically my, my sort of story up until now. I think I have a lot more to say about, you know, other things that have happened to me and whatnot that contribute to it. But that's like well, well, we'll, several episodes we'll long. We'll probably have like <laughs> one one Bex um, only. Well, like I'll be a part of it too. But like it'll be her <laughs> telling a bunch of stuff, me telling on another one a bunch of stuff. But like you know, you know, it's really funny. I'm looking at the time, and it's like you did like a total Cole's note version. You're like, well, because mine is so is deep, deep, like. Do you guys have hours? Like, yeah, I'm, I will like... unpack some major shit. <laughs> like, you, I can't, I can't condense that into like Which twenty is, minutes. Like... You know, do we want to talk about trauma? Do we want to talk about the fact that you know we hardly had electricity in our house when I was a kid or food? Yeah. Like, what do we want to yeah, talk about like... here? 
<laughs> I've got lots Let's of stuff. Let's just do the wheel of misfortunes <laughs> and see what it's like. Right? It's like shit. You know, the fact that my parents literally ditched me, moved out of a house, but left all my yeah. stuff there. So well, that's fine. You know, <laughs> but we'll get into that later. Stuff. Um, right? Right? Pretty typical. why we, would, we became um, friends. Like, we were, like... Well, I got. I want to say fast friends, but it took a long time for you to trust me. I feel um, it takes a long, <laughs> a long time to trust anyone. Like, I'm like one of those people you have to yeah, break. That's true. Like all of my friends that are my good friends have broken yeah. me. Like I'm just like I don't know. Like there we go, and that's mental health mm-hmm. right there. Like I just always have this idea that people aren't going to like me. Right. Still, as an adult, dealing with my mental health. So there's the social anxiety side, and I think for me, like. I'll always struggle with that, but I mean, for the most part, it's uh, relatively under control. Yeah, I feel like we balance each other out because I'm more extroverted and more like loud totally. and talkative, and you're like more put together, like to yourself and shy. <laughs> like it's actually pretty funny. Like we're like exact opposites. You're a giant. I'm a midget. Like it's just it's not. Oh, oh my I'm god! Not, like, I know. That was a little person. <laughs> I'm a little person, person. but it's funny. Well, that's not (laughs) it's not funny. But like when you were saying that you were you're diagnosed with general anxiety and depression, when and when I Mm -hmm. was like finally saw the psychiatrist in the fall or whatever, and I just want to tell us this quick little excerpt because it's actually I I find it pretty funny. So I finally get in to see this this um, psychiatrist and and then he goes like I go in like it like walked to the room and it, it felt kind of cold and whatever and I'm just like whatever whatever it is and then so I go and I sit down or I, I go to walk in and he's like is it okay if um you know so and so he's a medical student um he, uh if he sits in on the and like am I supposed to say no I like I want this fucker gone like <laughs> super awkward like like hate that he wants to hear all of my life story cool so it's like they're going through like a general and i don't know if this is if you you probably would have gone through like a general like question oh yeah and they're just like tell me about a time where you felt sad i'm like what the fuck which one um but i like by the end of it, like when we finally got through, and it was funny because it was the the med student the whole time that was asked, and like I was basically talking to him, and it was super awkward because I was like then looking over at the, the psychiatrist, and I'm like, like it was like so awkward, and by the end of it, um, after they like I I think pulled their jaws off the floor, I don't know, um, they looked at each other, and then the psychiatrist says, "Are you are you um thinking of what I'm th-? I'm like." Are you guys fucking telepathic? Like, what the fuck? Really? So, oh my god! And then it's like, um, he's like, if you, if you feel comfortable of of telling her of of what your diagnosis would be, and then and I'm like, so you're gonna get this fucking med student to tell me that I'm crazy trained? I'm like, great, that's great, awesome. <laughs> um, oh my so, god! And then the psychiatrist said that he's like, he's like, it's it's very clear. That and I feel confident in diagnosing you with manic depression and manic anxiety disorder. And I was like, cool. So like manic awesome. Good, right? <laughs> I know these these diet <laughs> these terms they use, like they just sound and so it terrible. Also, because I'm thinking like, holy fuck, I thought I was, you know, crazy train. I didn't think I was that crazy train. Um you know like to have and that's another thing like that's another stigma people don't want to have that title and that was another reason behind my t-shirt right. line like i'm gonna wear my bipolar bi- not bipolar bipolar, bipolar <laughs> fuck shirt i'm not by diagnosed bipolar but you know what i mean like who fucking cares yeah. what it is you know the point is is but, you know they have these diagnoses yeah. for a reason they should just give them better names I just love but it how they're just kind of like like just like nonchalant oh you have manic depression and manic anxiety disorder and I was like cool (laughs) in like that exact accent I'm really good at accents Um, I love it it's really good I've been to some bad ones though like when I first like when my parents ditched me I was abandoned back in 1998 
I, um, my grandma was on still, top of it. You were at 13, 14. I was 13. 13. So was it 97 then? 97. Yeah. So I was 13 and I was staying with my grandparents on like a three month temporary, like break from my parents. Like things were getting bad at home. My mom and I were fighting a lot. And at that point in my life, I also had been through so much trauma and hidden it from like school friends that I was like, fuck this. And I just, the floodgates opened. I told anyone who would listen what was happening in my Mm -hmm. home because I was like, this is not okay. Right. So they took me out of the home. I was staying with my grandparents. And again, this is a topic for another episode. I'll give you the cool, the Coles notes or cliff notes or whatever you want to call it. Um, I was staying with my grandparents and then my mom and dad decided to leave and move to Saskatchewan. Fucking Saskatchewan. <laughs> That's probably why I haven't come to visit you. <laughs> um, and not take me. So they literally packed up our entire house, but left all my shit in my bedroom and had somebody call my grandma and say that I can come pick it up. So they abandoned me. But my grandmother got me into counseling right away. And oh my God, I saw some of the weirdest counselors. Like this one guy, I don't know if any of you out there have ever um, experienced this type of therapy, but if you have, like, please comment on our Instagram. It's like this weird, like, tapping therapy. And like, there's a name for it. I can't I remember. Tapping. But basically what he would do. What? It's, like, it's, it's just, you yeah. know what I'm talking about, right? It's like you move the thoughts from the left brain to the right brain or something oh, like that. But he yeah. would like, it's weird. So he would literally like, just like, we talk about something and then he would tap pencils on my knees and then he'd be like, okay, so now on a scale of one to uh, 10, how are you feeling? And I would just BS because I'm like, this is stupid. <laughs> like, you know what? I'm feeling great now. <laughs> yes. Totally work through this. It's called, I'm looking it up right now. Okay, never mind. I can't. It's called EFT tapping. I don't know what it stands that's, for. That's like, like people but actually like, are like, yeah, are like certified as that. I never really looked into it. And to each their own, if if people like. Are... Oh, yeah. And I don't, I don't want to say like it's, I'm, I did say it's stupid. I'm sorry. <laughs> I retract <laughs> that if you do me. this now therapy. And you know what? Followers. If it worked for you. <laughs> oh, no. We're already going to have backlash. Damn it. Okay. It was a wonderful form of therapy that just didn't work for me. <laughs> Way to censor that shit. Saved good it. Job. We're good. Um, but yeah, this guy was a weirdo. He really was. And he smelt like beef. Like, he was really <laughs> oh strange. God. Was it Dwight Schrute? <laughs> I don't remember. He was in White oh Rock gosh, somewhere. Did you not get that joke? No, sorry. I didn't. What was that? Like, oh, no. Was it Dr- Dwight Schrute? Who the hell is that? Oh my Jesus. You don't know. Okay. Do you not watch The Office? No, I don't. That's a uh, negative. I've never seen a single episode. You have episode. to watch it. Now you just ruined my whole joke. Sorry. You're have to throw in a laugh track at this point. <laughs> I will for sure. <laughs> so funny. It's so funny. That was great. <laughs> Very much funny. Um, yeah, so that was that counselor, but I saw some weird ones. Like the psychiatrists I find especially are just always strange. Like you said, with the accent or just sitting in the corner <laughs> judging you. Like, I'm sorry, but I don't want to be either like that too. I don't want to be counseled by with somebody who's never experienced any of this shit. You know, that's the other problem. <laughs> it's all cookie. Now cutter. we're going to lose followers with accents. Oh, is that bad? Oh, sorry. You can delete the accent part. <laughs> I just mean like it's all so cookie cutter. You go to school and I get they have to do this. I but don't... most of these people that are counseling us don't understand. So I feel like this is the place to um, be. If you need counseling, come to Jimmy, to Gina yes, and Bex. this is true. But you know what also, too, that <laughs> I find helps? Um, well, like what I found helped me and like probably is the reason why I didn't, you know, I joke about taking the toaster in the bathtub. I wouldn't do that, guys. I'd at least, like, bring my no, hair I know. straightener. He's... Why would I want breadcrumbs in the bathwater? That's weird. <laughs> Anyways. And you say I'm going to lose followers <laughs> for us. I'm totally joking. <laughs> please, people listen. I know. Like, please just take Subscribe. it with a salt. Subscribe. We're trying to lighten the mood a little bit on some, some things. On something pretty, That's pretty harsh. Yeah, pretty dark. It's like some fucking, pretty heavy. Yeah. Anyways, so <laughs> I totally messed up. Then, what was? 
Anyway, we've like, been pretty random again. No, but I, I think, think it it is so. what it is. I feel like you know, there's <laughs> there's different ways. Like I find that um, like help like to deal with different things that you struggle with, and like we're not talking about like like everybody has like deep depression issues. Like that's not the case. It's like it could be like like little things that like you 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 can't not. God, I can't think of anything but like hard situational <laughs> stuff too. There's situational stuff. It's all not all super deep and heavy. Like I feel like everyone kind of deals with bouts of it at some yeah. point. Seasonal depression. Even. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, mental health is it's huge. And I, I think like mm-hmm. um, a lot of it, like it's a generational thing too. I think more like of uh, our say like grandparents' generation, they didn't really talk about that certain thing and um, or that kind of thing no. and like kind of going back to what I said before about like how like it's genetic for me is like yeah like both of my you know grandmothers on each side uh struggled um and we'll go into that at another point but um yeah and like it's just it's just like a it's not anything to be ashamed of it's not any but like you know talk to people If, if people are having you know issues if you're struggling if you know your kids are driving your nuts or your dog's not eating her food even though she gets really good food (laughs) and should be eating her food and not being annoying god Keela like she's like just laying there like she's not like that she's so innocent but like you know like talk to people talk to you know it like I think, um, like, you know, talk to your girlfriends and that, that wouldn't necessarily, it wouldn't be a topic that you would bring up, but like, you never know what kind of response you're going to get until you actually say something, you know, like, yeah, of on great online resources, like, don't get me wrong. I mean, when it comes to certain, um, mental health conditions, you definitely need to see a doctor. Um, but I mean, like in the meantime, like anxiety, Oh, excuse me. Anxiety Canada is really great. I was talking to you about that yes. earlier. There's lots of great resources for thoughts for kids too. We're starting one with our daughter who's been dealing with some extreme anxiety. Um, I think maybe that's something I'll save for another episode too, because we've talked quite a bit already. But um, yeah, there's lots of free um, online stuff but on there. Kind of tapping um, into that a little, like just like to comment on that a little. Um, kids now like I bet you anything more and more is going to come out that they're struggling with anxiety because of everything that's happening right now like with them not for being sure for sure with their so, friends and stuff like that's a huge their regular routine yeah my daughter has left the house a total of I would say like definitely under 10 times since March and this is a kid who usually spends like four days at the cheer gym <clears throat> excuse me school every day so yeah, it's been really hard on her. Yeah, um, she's been dealing with anxiety for a, quite some time now, just not as extreme. I mean, COVID's only made it worse, yeah. and it's and it's the same for a lot of kids out there. So, like I said, on Anxiety Canada, there's some resources for kids on there, resources for adults. I'll share some other um, great uh, <clears throat> websites and whatnot up on our Instagram. There's lots of stuff Tons. out there, and also too, like um, through different employers. Um, up for most of the banks that I worked at, they had um, EAP, which is Employee Assistant Plan. So it's through Morneau Chappelle, and then you have free counseling um, through them. Oh, and that's it's amazing. All, it's all um, confidential, and you can do it either online um, or, like, over the phone or in person. Um, and, the, like, I know of a lot of different other companies that offer the same one. Um, and even just, you know, there's better help, which is an app. Yep. Um, a lot of counselors, I didn't really realize this, but, um, a lot of counselors work on a sliding scale too. So, you know, if your your income is lower, you can often, um, work out like a lower uh, payment plan yep. with uh, counselors. So that's cool too, but yeah, better help. That's a good one. Not free completely, mm-hmm. but they're also they also work on somewhat of a sliding yeah. scale, I realized, once I was kind of digging into it. But I thought even that, like, at 60 bucks a week, was it 60 bucks a week, I, I think? think? so, yeah. Or 300 bucks a month but or something? But it's unlimited. 
for unlimited counseling. That's amazing. Oh, it's amazing. And I recognize that not everyone can afford that, but there there are resources. Oh, for sure. So, um, and there's also, like I said, share um, those on Insta. And um, whatever community you live in, whatever city, there's free resources as well through, um, like if you search, like I know Saskatchewan or Saskatoon has like Saskatoon Family Help or something like that. Mm-hmm. So it's like a um, kind of like a walk-in uh, type style so you I don't know if necessarily you'd have the same counselors but a lot of the times they have um like uh clinical students or whatever or uh, oh they, wow that will actually be counselors on a walk-in basis so they have that option there's a lot of different like grief groups that um you can go to a lot of the stuff is uh, uh, virtual right now because of covid but there's so many different mm-hmm. options um, my biggest thing for personally that maybe some people might relate to is the overwhelm of information. Yeah. Um, yeah. So just kind of breaking things down and, and starting, um, with just doing the research first, maybe, and then kind of pros and cons or making a list of things that you know, you want to talk about and like, kind of see what resources there are that kind of will help that. For sure. Yeah, that's a good point. You should definitely make note to uh, share what you were talking about, about like the walk-in places, because that's really cool for people listening in Saskatchewan, because I I don't believe we have anything like that here. It's actually like, I will admit, um, hearing from other people who are struggling with mental health, and especially those of lower income, like, it's not easy to just access free services here. I mean, you basically have to be suicidal or... um, struggling with addiction so it's hard well, i know maybe, they did open up a new a facility thing. like uh and maybe maybe but um i mean there's always some sort of help out there definitely uh definitely we'll share some stuff and hopefully help some of you out yeah but definitely. Like, we'll, have, we'll have different like links and also like when we get the web website up and running and we'll have different blog posts um uh, covering this as well um we'll, we'll have links to all these different resources um yeah. kind of tools or tips of of how to kind of um get out of those kind of manic um situations or um meditations actually i i want to make this plug a really good app if you're into meditations or you want to try meditating um is called the insight timer so i think you get can get it on um android but in the ios you just go search insight timer and um it has a like a whole bunch of free access to different meditations i listen to sleep meditations at night um to help me sleep um and a lot of it has like some music or it has like crashing waves or like you can kind of awesome um narrow it down to like what you prefer so so yeah so like there's I find that helps like in the meantime uh, if you're say waiting to see a psychiatrist or waiting to go see a counselor this and that like there's there's definitely some really good tools out there and I I really like that app and I know there's a lot of different there's calm there's all different kinds of apps but I find the insight time is really good cool yeah I'll check that out myself I think you probably told me about it a million times I just But it's that like overwhelm. Like at night. It's that overwhelm, you know? Yeah, and I hope we haven't overwhelmed you guys with, <laughs> with our podcast. Honestly, we're just talking here about, you know, all of this stuff. We're not experts. Um, really just here to share our side and just show that, like, people struggle with this. It doesn't have to be taboo. It does not have to. You talk about And, you know, like, we, we appreciate you taking the time to, to listen, and we're going to you know, try to make it like the, the hour long, um, just so it's easier for you moms, especially that have to wrangle your children or you dog moms that have to make your dogs eat, even though they're being picky. Um, you know, um, we're here for you. Um, so yeah, so that was our, um, our intro kind to your mind, health. a discussion about mental health. <laughs> yeah. Um, hope we didn't scare anybody. Um, and again, take it with a grain of salt. We're just here normal people talk about you know maybe a little bit abnormal to to some people um but real things and we hope that we can 
you know, um, resonate with people. And um, we really appreciate the the support we've received so far. And we hope we can keep on keeping on. Yeah, well said. Thanks for joining us. We will talk to you next week. Next week. Later, peaches. Bye. Thanks for joining us this week on the PGAF podcast. Make sure you head on over to Instagram and give us a follow at PGAF podcast. While you're at it, if you found value in this episode, why not share it with a friend or two? Thanks again, peaches. We look forward to chatting with you next week.